Well, praise the Lord. We uh, we're endeavoring to study on prayer on Wednesday night, and we picked it up again on Sunday night, and we're trying to get into the different kinds of prayers and and find out some different rules and find out we, what we what what I've named this series is praying and getting results. Do you know the difference between Christians? and a victorious Christian answered prayer. That's the only difference. That's the only difference. So if we want to be victorious Christians, we're going to have to find out how to pray, find out when to pray, and find out how God wants us to pray on this earth. So we're going to have to find these things out and find these different rules and uh, find exactly which pray, which prayer, covers which circumstance that we might get the right result. Praise God. Let's pray. Holy Father, in Jesus' name, we're asking now that the Spirit of Almighty God, the mighty Holy Spirit, to teach us this night, we're asking that He rise up in each of us and give us understanding, Lord, that we may be able to comprehend not only this Word, but it, everything taught here tonight, Lord, that Jesus can be glorified and that the church of the living God may grow up into maturity, Lord, and not stay in babyhood stage, but grow on in to what you've called us into as a mature statue of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Our text that we've been using, Ephesians six eighteen says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching unto, thereunto with all perseverance for all saints. One translation says, praying with all manner of prayer. Another translation says, good speech says, use every kind of prayer. See, the problem, the problem is that, that, that we've been using the same rule for all prayer. We've been using the same rule for all prayer, and all prayer doesn't carry the same rule. Therefore, the prayer, prayer hasn't been working in the church. Prayer has not been working in the church. You know, I was talking to a young lady just the other day, and she was talking about she didn't know why that her mother couldn't get her healing. She did not know why this was. She didn't understand. Why? She goes to a full gospel church, you know, and she, you know, she's got the Holy Ghost, praise God, but she can't understand. We've prayed for her. We've prayed now. We've prayed, but I don't know why. Maybe it's not God's will. See, and, and, and you get into all kind of things like that unless you know the right rule to the right prayer. You know, we that teach faith and how to believe God we emphasize faith and believe in God more than anything else. And faith is right. There's no doubt faith is right. The prayer of faith will work for you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray. But it won't work in every situation. It's not the only prayer in the book. And it will not. It positive, positively will not work in every situation. So if you try to use the prayer of faith, in every situation, then you're going to be a prayer failure. If you try to use the prayer of faith when you should be praying uh, uh, 
and finding out the will of God or the prayer of dedication. Now, if you're trying to use the prayer of faith, and I'll just believe for Uncle John to get healed over there, and Uncle John wants to go on and be with the Lord, then you're praying the wrong, you're praying amiss. You need to find out what Uncle John wants. He might be ready to go on and be with the Lord. And if he is, you're not gonna, you're not gonna impose your will off on him. Are you hearing me? Praise God. So we need to know the right rules. Uh, one man asked me the other day, he said, when are you gonna pray uh, teach on, on, on finding out the will of God. Well, I've already taught on that. So I guess to understand some of these things we're teaching tonight, you need to go back and find out some of the, uh, get some of the tapes that we've already uh, uh, taught. Praise the Lord. You know, we start out with teaching on the prayer of consecration, dedication, prayer of submission, or another, another title could be Praying and finding out the will of God. Praying and finding out the will of God. See, a lot of people want to just pray the prayer of faith without finding out the will of God first, and then they pray to miss. God's not going to uh, uh, perform something in your life, and it's a miss, and it's not the will of God. You know, a lot of people think that just because, just because that I'm going to church, that I'm paying my tithes, I'm doing, you know, I'm not doing anything wrong, that, that everything they pray is going to be all right. But if they're not in the will of God, they need to find out the will of God for their life and work towards that goal. And if they're not working towards that goal, then they're not working in the perfect will of God. Are you listening to me? Praise the Lord. So we caught on... Uh, uh, Praying and finding out the will of God. We saw where Jesus prayed three times. And he prayed an hour each time. And he prayed in agony. He prayed in agony. Blood came out of his pores of his skin and dropped down on the ground. He was in great agony. Well, this is not the prayer of faith. Someone said, well, you're saying that, that Jesus, the way he prayed, was wrong. No, Jesus prayed right, but it was not the prayer of faith. He was praying. He asked, Lord, if it's possible. He didn't know whether it's possible or not that this cup passed from him. He was praying, Lord, if it's possible. He didn't even know the will of God in the, uh, uh, whether it's possible. He knew the will of God, and he knew his, what his destination was. But he did not know whether it's possible. How many of you don't know it's, whether it's possible that, that, that some of the things that you, God's given you to do or not? I know some of the things that I, I, I believe the Lord's told us to do. Man, if it's possible, won't you get somebody else to do this? <laughs> Why don't you get somebody else? Lord, that looks like, man, that looks like Mount Vesuvius, not just one of these little molehills. Man, you're talking about if it's all possible. So praise God. And, and the, that's the prayer of, uh, of finding out the will of God. Well, a lot of people mix up the prayer finding out the will of God and add if it be thy will, and that's right in that prayer. But if you carry that over into the prayer of faith, then you have nullified your prayer life. If you add if it be thy will to the prayer of faith, it's null and void. It is not, it will not work. It will not work. We studied that. Then we studied different rules in prayer. Different rules. We went through over a bunch of different rules. 
that, that cover different prayers. Then we pray, studied the, the, the prayer of praise and worship. You know, as Paul and Silas was in, in, in Philippi in jail, said at midnight they prayed. At midnight they prayed and sang praises unto God. You know, they sang praises was just as important as the prayer was. See, we've had plenty of prayer, people. How many of you agree that there's been plenty of prayer went up? Even the prayer of faith, it's plenty of that went up. But they need to add the praising of God. He said he inhabits his praises. Praise the name of the Lord. So we need to add to thy prayer, prayer and praise. He said with everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Then the peace of God that passes all understanding shall flood your minds and so. And then we studied the prayer of agreement last week. You know, a lot of people take the prayer of agreement and pray that instead of finding out the will of God first. Lord, would you agree with me, brother, that I would get uh, this certain job? Well, does God want you to have that job? Well, you know, he wants me to work. You know, he said, if you don't work, you don't eat. Yeah, that's right. But does he want you to have that job? Well, let's just agree on it. No, let's don't agree on it. You need to find out the will of God on that. And if it's the will of God, I can pray and agree with you. Amen? See, you can't disagree on everything comes along. Someone said, well, didn't it say, uh, uh, it, if any two of you agree is touching anything, well, doesn't anything mean anything by him? Why, sure it does. But you're not going to get God to agree on something that, that goes against his word and against his will. You're not going to do that. Anybody ought to know that. Well, it says anything. Let's just pray on anything. Well, let's find out if it's God's will. The prayer of agreement covers the same identical rules, carries the same rules, as the prayer of faith, but it's two or more involved in it. Now, I'm going to say that again. The prayer of agreement carries with it the same rules as the, the prayer of faith, but it, it, it includes two or more people involved in it. Well, say, well, why, why would you want anyone to agree with you if you're going to have prayer of faith? Because one will put a thousand to flight and two will put ten thousand to flight. I'm telling you, if you can increase your increase your prayer power by 9,000. I'm telling you, you're doing good. Amen? And I tell you what, we don't need to limit this prayer. We need to find the will of God and pray and use these prayers. I tell you what, I, I'll teach some on it a little later on, uh, but it brings to my mind right now, uh, this lady that's sick with cancer right now, cancer right now, she's young in the Lord. She's not young in age. She's not young as being a Christian, but she's young in her teaching and has not had an opportunity to hear any word. And so therefore she would be qualified as a baby Christian or a young Christian. If she would call for the elders of the church, blessed be God, she could get healed on that prayer. But she don't know it. And I can't go to her and tell her now and explain it to her because if I explain it to her, you know, she'll say, well, you know, I, well, I'm caught, pray for me, you know. No, she needs to know that. She needs to know that. 
See, that's the baby, baby, baby Christian prayer, the anointing of oil. That's the simplest form of faith that you can ask for. Her daughter was telling me the other day, I don't know why mama isn't healed. I don't know. Jesus has appeared to her before. Well, that doesn't make you a mature Christian because the Lord's appeared to you. You know, I've seen Christians that were used in the gifts of the Spirit and people think, my, isn't, isn't those people mature in the Lord? That doesn't make you mature in the Lord because you're using the gifts. What makes you mature in the Lord is, is what amount of words you know. The Word of the living God is the only thing that will mature you. You know, the church over at Corinth, Paul wrote over there and said, y'all a bunch of babies, y'all are the carnalest Christians you've ever seen. You know, but said, you don't come behind in no good gift. Man, all the gifts was working over there. I think they was working in superabundance over there. And he had to correct some of them. All right, we, we, we studied about that prayer of agreement and when to agree. And just don't be quick to agree with anybody. You find out if it's the will of God. You know, I've heard people say, well, you agree with me that such and such will happen? Well, now if it's the will of God, I, I will. But I'm not going to pray against God's will. And if you don't know whether it's God's will, don't be quick to agree. Are you hearing me? Praise God. Such things as healing for you, for your family, and it is in the redemptive plan of God. Healing is ours. We've got a right to pray and agree on those lines. Prosperity, that is ours. But see, uh, just like I brought up last week about pro prosperity. You know, if a person doesn't tithe, you can't agree with them that they're going to they're receive a certain amount of money. God's not going you to... Can't, you can't get involved and get God's blessing unless you obey His Word. See? You'd be kind of like if a farmer come told me, said, now, Brother Sutherland, would you agree with me that I'm going to get a bumper crop of wheat this year? Oh, we, uh, that, uh, you know, well, I know it's God's will to get a bumper crop, isn't it? Isn't it? Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, that sounds like a good deal. Oh, and I'm going to give half of it to the Lord. It's sounding better all the time, isn't it? Just sounding, yeah, I'm going to give half of the church. Yeah, praise God. That sounds real good. Well, how much have you planted? Well, I hadn't planted anything. Well, wait now. You can't hardly agree on that, can you? said, what you sow, you're going to reap. You sow sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. And you know, nothing from nothing is still nothing, isn't it? Amen? Praise God. Praise God. So be, be sure when you pray the prayer of agreement that you do this. You be sure it's God's will and it's scriptural. You find it in the Word. Anything you can find in this Word, you can agree on. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. I know one, one lady come to me and, she, you know, uh, I, I, I was young in the Lord and I asked her to agree with me on some things and uh, we were going to pray about them. She said, well, I don't, know if, I don't know if I can pray and agree on that. I don't know about that prayer of agreement. She said, I was living in Florida and said, we were studying along those lines and studying along some of the lines of the faith teacher and said, we agreed that they had a place kind of like our Bozier Strip down here. It was just a strip of nightclubs and dives and all this down through there. 
and, and me and this girl agreed that, that, that God would just wipe the whole thing off. Just wipe it all out. It'll be just all gone. Well, now wait. She said, well, it didn't happen. We waited two years. We drove by there every day looking to see if, see if they was gone. And they never did go. Well, let me tell you something. God's not going to steal people's property. God's not going to destroy your business or anything else. You can't agree. You know, me and Byron prayed with a boy running the whiskey store right down the street at, from this church, and the boy got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. He won't know what about selling that whiskey. I said, you go to God and ask God about that. I'm not going to tell you what to do about that. That's between you and God. Man, he's selling whiskey, telling folks about the Lord, you know. He's handing that whiskey out to one telling them about the Lord, you know. And the Lord dealt with him two or three months later. Now he's got a better job, making more money. Now if I'd have told him, well, just get rid of that whiskey. Oh, it's an abomination to God. God is not for selling whiskey. I'm not saying that. But God is not in robbing people of their blessings. God is in the blessing business. He sold that thing, got out of that business, and got and doing better now than he ever has. See, if you told him to sell the thing, he'd have went broke. He'd have blamed God. See, let God handle some of these things. You know, we don't have to just, Christianity is more than a bunch of do's and don'ts. Thou can't do this and thou can do this. Jesus Christ did not come to set down a new a set of Ten Commandments. Amen? Praise the name of the Lord. Praise God. So when you agree, when someone wants you to agree, be sure you're scriptural before you agree. Don't be quick to agree. But do this. Find you an agreeer. Find you someone that you can agree with. You know, it looks like somebody in the body of Christ you ought to agree with, right? Amen? I know when I was first born again and read that read over that prayer of agreement uh, I thought my my isn't that something he said if any two of them can agree I said you mean they can't even get two Christians to agree isn't that typical but that is that is an indictment against the church that is so split up and, 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 and messed up that they can't get Christians to agree. But I'm telling you, it's coming into unity because it's coming into unity on the Word of God. Hallelujah. Not on what I believe you believe or, any, or, or this denomination or not. It's going to... When they were in one accord in the Word of God, they were in one accord with His Word. All of them believing the same thing. So that's where it's going to come to one of these days. So he said, praying always with all prayer. And it's so many, it's different rules that we must go, go by. See, our problem, now listen to me. Our problem has been that we have taken the same rules and applied them to all kind of prayer and it won't work. That's the reason for prayer faith. You cannot apply all the rules to just take, well, this just rule applies to it. Kind of like one boy told me, he said, since I've learned to pray, said, since I've learned to pray right, said, I always get my prayer answered. I said, well, you know, I thought maybe you'd learn something. You know, I said, what have you learned? He said, well, every time I pray, I add, if it be thy will on the end of it, and said, I always get my prayer answered. See, and if he don't get it, it wasn't God's will. If he gets it, it was, you know. That's the way he's praying. No, that's not prayer. 
That's not even prayer. That's not even prayer. The only way you can use that is in dedication and finding the will of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right, let me define exactly what prayer is before we get started tonight. What is prayer? Prayer is joining forces with God. Yoked together. Joining forces with God. Someone said, well, uh, uh, prayer is just communicating with God. It's more than that, people. You know, you, you can talk to my wife, but that don't mean you can get your prayer answered. Amen? Prayer is joining forces with God. It's fellowshipping with Almighty God. It is carrying out God's will upon this earth. John Wesley said, and I'll repeat it, which I've repeated it every week, and I'll repeat it again tonight. He said, I don't understand it, but... I know that God cannot do anything on this earth until man prays. Well, I do understand it. I understand it because God gives man the authority down here on this earth. And God's not going to violate man's will. He's not a forceful God. He will not overrule your will. And as you pray, you join forces with him, you worship him, and you carry out his will here on this earth. Praise God. That's why it's so important. Find out God's will before you pray. Praise the Lord. All right, we're going to look at tonight uh, the prayer of faith and when it will work for somebody else. When you can pray it for somebody else. You know, a lot of people need prayer, the prayer of faith prayed. Well, when do we have a right to pray for somebody else, the prayer of faith? When can I pray for my children? When can I pray for my family? When can I pray for my friends? When can I pray for them? In faith, this prayer of faith. This prayer of faith will save the sick. It'll heal the sick. It will cause finances to come. It will cause the blessings of God to come to this, the, this one that it's prayed for. Well, when do I have a right to pray, pray this prayer? Well, first of all, you need to know this, that the prayer of faith will work for you every time, every single time, 100% of the time. You know, as much as I've taught on faith, a lot of people don't under, still don't understand faith, how it works, how it works. Praise the Lord. What is faith? Faith is just believing God's Word more than you believe the circumstance or the sickness, or the problem, and then acting on God's Word. It's believing God's Word more than any circumstance and acting on it. That's what faith is. That's all faith is. It isn't just acting on the Word now. It's not just acting on the Word. Someone will hear the Word and say, well, I'll just act on it. No, it is. Believing God's Word to the point that the Word moves you. The Word moves you more than the circumstance. You believe the Word more than you believe the circumstance. If your child's lying there with 105 fever, you can believe Matthew 8, 17 stronger than you believe the fever, and that prayer of faith will heal that child every time, 100% of the time. See? Praise the name of the Lord. Turn with me to Hebrews, the 11th chapter. 
Hebrews 11th chapter. First verse. He said, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hebrews 11, 1 said, Now faith is. When is faith? Now. Faith is always in the present tense or past tense. It's never in the future tense. Are you hearing me? Well, I believe God's going to heal me one of these days. Well, he's not. Well, I believe I'll have the money by the 15th of this month. Well, you won't. That is not faith. Are you listening to me? When is faith? I believe I have it when? Now, when I pray. You know, I believe I'm going to have it one of these days. No, this, this Bible was not written for one of these days. It was written for now, praise God. And then listen, listen to me. Listen to me. You've got to understand this, that the redemptive plan of God was finalized. It was completely finalized when Jesus carried his blood into the heavenly holies of holies and sprinkled it up on the mercy seat. The supreme court of the universe said it is finished. They put the red seal upon it. It has been signed, sealed, and delivered by Almighty God. And then 2,000 years ago, your healing was secure, your prosperity, your deliverance, everything that came with your salvation is already yours 2,000 years ago. Are you hearing me? You're not going to get it. Well, one of these days, Brother Song, you know. When is faith now? Read that again. Let's read this out loud together. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Well, I'm not going to believe something I can't see. Well, you're not. Well, how many of you been to heaven? Huh? Well, do you believe in heaven? Well, yeah, that's different. You know, you can believe in something big as heaven and, and Jesus' return and his, you know, and things like that, his mighty resurrection, and you can't believe in some little old healing. Man, you're talking about appearing in the sky and calling out the whole Christian world. Blessed be God. That's a mighty thing. Man, that's a mighty work. A miracle ain't any in the class with that. Man, you're talking about believing some little old temperature? Huh? Now, faith is the substance. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things I cannot see. Anybody, how many of you believe I got a hand? I've held my hand up. I know I've said this a thousand times. And I know before the Lord comes back, I intend to say it 10,000 more times. How many of you believe I got a hand? Well, it don't take a smart fellow to believe I got a hand. I can get a wino off the street. And he say, yeah, I believe he's got a hand. We say, oh, ain't he got faith? No, if you can see it, that's not necessarily faith. Are you hearing me? That's not necessarily faith. Now, faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Amen. Faith gives substance to the things you can't see. Faith gives the substance to it. Well, 
People talk about faith like it's some mystical something. Oh, faith is it. No, faith isn't it. Faith gives substance to the Word of God. In other words, you find healing in here, your faith, just like he told the woman with issue of blood, daughter, thy faith has made you whole. Thy faith made you well. Thy faith healed the plague. Thy faith made you whole, praise God. Thy faith did this. How did she get that? Because she got the word on it. When she heard, she came behind the press and said, what'd she say? Oh, me, I wish I'd get healed. No, she said, if I'm able to touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. She said with her mouth what? What she believed in her heart. Say, well, how you know she believed it? Because she didn't sit over on the corner, ball and squall, and say, oh, I wish the Lord had come by me. Did she? She got up and went over and got it, didn't she? She got her healing before the Lord knew what happened. He turned around and said, who touched me? And they laughed, you know, said, why, Lord? Said, the multitude throngeth thee. Man, there's like sardines. Everybody is touched won't touch the Lord. Let's see what'll happen. But the touch of faith got healed. Amen? When she reached out with a touch of faith. The touch of faith will work for you every time. Our Helen Barrett Montgomery translates that verse that now faith is the title deed of things hoped for. Well, I hope to have a house someday. Well, I hope to have me a house someday. Well, how am I going to get it? Well, brother, brother, I don't know. You know how high interest rates are. You know my credit's bad. You know, before I got saved, I wouldn't hardly pay my bill. Yeah, probably won't pay them now like you're supposed to. Say, oh, me, not amen to that. <laughs> All right. Now, faith is the title deed to things hoped for. It's the title deed. Well, what is my title deed? What is my title? What, you know, I bought a truck the other day, and they give me a title to it, a little blue title to it. You know what that title's got on there? It's got my name on it. Well, how come it's got your name on it? Because that's mine, praise God. Well, why come it's yours? Because the title said so. Hallelujah. Your faith will give you a title deed if you want a home. You know, let me tell you something, people. If you're expecting to have you a home of any size or any kind of quality about it, you're talking about $75,000. You're not talking about, no, uh, like when I was a kid, $12,000 to buy you a big old house. <laughs> big old house. I could have bought, bought one of the most famous baseball pitchers that's ever lived. He, ha he set the record for, for the most games won conse consecutively. Uh, I could have bought his home for $12,000. He had more rooms. It takes him 30 minutes just to get around the rooms and look, you know, go through the thing. I could have bought it for $12,000. And I'm talking about that's just been a short while ago. But inflation and things is rough. Money's not where it used to be. And man's going to have to learn to believe God and live by faith, not by his job. If you're depending on that job to provide your needs, you're out of faith. You're off base. It won't do it. It won't do it. It's going to get, it'll get worth $400. It's nothing. See? You go buy a car. It's like buying a, buying a house. Used to be, you know? And if you get a window on it or a 
tailpipe or something. You know, they, they call him extras now, you know. <laughs> you know, they got on the side of the window. You know, it, it used to just be a little piece on there. Now it looks like, you know, you know, window shade, you know, it rolled down. Tailpipe, uh, knob on door, you know, just, you know, all them kind of things. And it just costs money. It costs finances. It costs money. People, let me tell you something. Faith is your, is your ticket, is your financial ticket in the spirit realm. That's your spiritual currency. That's your finances. That's your currency. That's how you buy your healing. How are you going to pay the doctor off? Well, who's your doctor? Dr. Jesus? Well, you have to pay him off. How are you going to pay? By faith. Huh? Well, how am I going to receive these finances? He said, my God will supply all my needs according to riches and glory by Christ Jesus. How am I going to do that? By faith. Well, how am I going to do that? I'm going to believe God's Word more than I believe the circumstance. Well, how am I going to do that? I've got to meditate on this Word till I believe it and see it more, and it's more real to me than any problem, any bill, any sickness, any problem. The Word's more real than anything else. That's faith. That's faith. It doesn't make any difference if that child's laying there and it looks like his temperature is going to go out the ceiling. Well, you know the living word that my God took my infirmities and buried my sick. You know without a shadow of a doubt that you don't worry about it. You're not going to be concerned about it. Praise the Lord. Cotton Patch translates Hebrews 11.1. He said it's betting your life on the unseen reality. See, a lot of people are scared to bet their life on God's Word. That's all he's saying. It's betting your life on the unseen reality. Faith declares it's mine according to God's Word no matter what the circumstances is. Praise God. Turn over to Mark eleven twenty three now. Mark eleven twenty three. Mark eleven twenty three, Jesus had just cursed the fig tree, and uh, Peter and his disciples brought his attention to it and said, "This fig tree's dried up from its roots." And so he he's explaining why this dried up from its roots. Twenty second verse said, and Jesus answered and said, "Have faith in God." Or the marginal rendering, or the better translation says, "Have the faith of God." In other words, he's going to explain something to you. You know, how many of you know if you H2O, H, two parts of hydrogen and one part of oxygen will make water every time? I don't care how many, you, you can turn it around backwards. You can say one part oxygen, two part hydrogen. You still got water. Are you hearing me? All he's saying here is have the faith of God in other words, this is the formula how faith works. It'll work every time if you'll work it. How many of you know two to two is four? What if you turn it around sideways and you get new math, old math, mix them all up, two to two is still four. You get up to the counter and you got two apples and two oranges, that's four. Amen? Two and two is still four. I don't care how you figure it. Why? Well, that's just the way it works. It works every time. You hold up two fingers and hold up two fingers and that's victory. 
I mean, that's four. Amen? Are you seeing what I'm saying? This is what Jesus is saying. Now look, he's not telling you, now this is faith. No, he said, this is the formula that faith will work by. If you work this formula, it'll work. How many of you know the multiplication table still works? It'll just work. I don't care how, it'll work every time. Well, this will work every time if you'll work it. He said, now here's the way the faith of God works. 23rd verse said, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. All right, there's your formula for faith right there. How is it going to work? Now let's tear it down. For verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto this problem, this sickness, this financial need, this discouragement, this oppression, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea. Now he's saying that. Someone told me, said, well, I believe it in my heart. Well, if you do, it'll come out your mouth. If you ain't talking your faith, you don't have any. If you're not talking your faith, you don't have any. All right. He said, be thou cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. Shall not doubt in his heart. Now listen to this. But shall believe. He's going to believe something now. What's he going to believe? He's going to believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He's going to believe, in other words, what he says out of his mouth is fixed to come to pass. He's not just going to run around talking. He's going to talk God's word, in other words. He's speaking God's word out of his mouth. He's believing that what he says of God's word will come to pass, and then he's going to have what he says. Do you see that? That's faith. That's faith. Well, what are you saying? Are you talking your faith? Are you speaking what you believe? Are you speaking what it looks like? Well, it looks like this, Brother Stone, but would you pray and maybe we could... No. Well, it looks like to me, you know, uh, the way, you know, and, and, and they've laid off three right ahead of me. You know, and I'm the last man here, and you know, uh, and, and, and we've got those three children, you know, and, you know, and my mother-in-law looked like she wants to come move in, you know, and, uh, yeah, I can see right now you've been looking at the problem more than you've been looking at the word. I say, I see you've been looking at your problem over there instead of looking at God's word, and if you keep your eyes on the problem, you know what you're going to do? You, what you look at and what you think on, that's what you're going to be talking. If all you do is sit around and, 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 and look, at, look at fishing magazines and hunting magazines and, and all you look at is some kind of sport, that's what you're going to talk. You know that? Are you hearing me? That's what's going to come out your mouth. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right, there's the formula. You've got a formula here. Said, here's the way God's faith works. You say it with your mouth, and you believe it in your heart. And you believe that what you say out your mouth is going to come to pass. You believe that's coming to pass out your mouth? You know, you won't be talking about that little old boy. Oh, isn't he? he looks just like his daddy. He acts just like his old granddaddy. He's the meanest thing. His old granddaddy wore, wore two pistols. He was worse than Jesse James. 
No, you won't be talking about that boy like that. That little boy is a disciple taught of Almighty God. Great is his peace and his understanding. Oh, I've raised him up in the way he should go. Man, and he's just done broke your finest picture. You know, and you want to pull one of his ears off. Want to get them both, you know. You know, and he's done broke that old antique picture your great, 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 great grandma had. She brought it over on the Mayflower, you know, all that. And then now you want, oh, well, they great is his peace. No, you don't say what a little buzzsaw he is. I heard that all my life. I heard that trash all my life. Yeah, he's just like his daddy. That might even look like my daddy. <laughs> yeah, and his granddaddy, he was this. And his granddaddy, oh, you know, and he's, all, he's always talking about how bad them folks was. Oh, I grew up where I had to be bad. Oh, I had to say, I didn't have no choice. You know, I didn't have no choice. Every time someone, you know, even in school, Boy, I heard how tough your daddy was. Well, you ain't near that tough bow, you know. I had to show him, you know. You know, and I, you know, and you grow up and put that on your kids. You grow up and put that on your kids. And they grow up under that. That's pressure on them. I'm telling you, I had pressure on me all my life to be bad. That, it'd been something for to pressure me to be good, wouldn't it? Because <laughs> I think I've done exceedingly well being bad. <laughs> You know, I've told you many times. Mama said to me the other day, said, well, you didn't have to wear them little old short britches all the time. No, I didn't have but six pairs. <laughs> you know, little old short britches on and wore them till I was in the fifth grade in school. Man, I didn't want to wear them. I didn't folks make fun of you. And, and, you know, and it looked, you've seen that little old fella in the funny paper, Lord Fauntleroy? Little Lord Fauntleroy, you know, he's a little bitty fella like this, and he's square hatchet, hatchet jaw, and he always got them little, little, seeing them old buttons with shirt buttons to your pants. Man, you was in trouble to start with, you know. You couldn't drink no water. You better not drink a, you better not drink a Coca-Cola, RC or nothing. You're in trouble, see, you know. And then I'm mad already now, and they making fun, you know, and you hear that. You know, you put that on, you need to be careful about doing that. I'm serious. I'm serious. It's funny, but it ain't funny. It wasn't too funny to me. I remember one time they put a pair of overhauls on me. They thought, him, that my little boy. Ain't he cute? Ain't he cute, cute? You know, and I look like baby Huey, you know, and I've got, and they done put, put me in a pair of overhauls, you know, and I sat down, and what, you know what happened? Sat down. It gaped open on the side, and I had to sit there with my hands, you know, on my, and then like I was thinking to draw, you know, I sat there in the whole classroom. And I told him, I said, them things come open on the side. Well, ain't he cute? Get him another pair. Get him a striped pair. And I, you know. <laughs> Mark eleven twenty four. Amen. Say amen to that. I'm serious. I'm serious. You need to send them kids to school. I mean, looking good. Looking good. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you, I'm serious about this. If you can't afford something right now and your faith isn't to wear it up, you do without something to put something on that kid's back so he looks nice. Go to school. He don't grow up being made fun of. Mark eleven twenty four. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, Therefore I say unto you, 
whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Well, that is exactly how faith works. I don't pray, Father, I believe that I receive my healing now, if it be thy will. No, I don't add no if. One of these days, Lord, I'll receive my healing. No, I don't pray that way. Father, I believe I received my healing because 2,000 years ago, Jesus bore my healing. He bore it and I receive it now. I stand on it now. It's mine now. I call it done. Right now, I call it done and I stand on that. And I don't ever pray about that again. I write to. Praise the Lord. Moffat translates that verse. Whatever you pray for and ask, believe you got it and you shall have it. That's simple enough. Well, when do I believe I got it? When I get it in my hand, I'll sure believe it. You know, a bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. How many of you ever heard them old sayings? See, no. I don't care what you got in your hand. I got a book full of Jesus. Hallelujah. And I know when Jesus said it, that's settled. I'd rather have his, I'd rather have his word on my healing than I had Mayo Clinic. I'd rather have God to tell me about my prosperity than I had the president of the bank here in El Dorado. Praise God. I'd rather him tell me I'm going to meet your needs than they tell me I'll loan you $10 million in the morning. See, I'm telling you, God's word's going to work. All it takes is you believe it. And the prayer of faith will work for you 100% of the time. Every time, every time. Well, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, what do I do if I pray and I don't get immediate results, brother? So, how many of you know? How many of you ever prayed for someone who looked like they got worse? Huh? See, Satan comes when? Two years from now to steal the word. No, he comes immediately, doesn't he? He comes and fights. Well, let him fight. Let me tell you something. No matter what kind of fight he has, God, the battle is the Lord's and the victory is ours. The battle's been won. My healing's been won by Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, what I do if I don't get immediate results? Then I... Start praising God for the answer. Oh, Father, thank you. I'm going to get my healing one of these days. Yep. Father, I thank you that I am healed. I thank you that I am, according to your word, Jesus bore my sickness and took my infirmities. I thank you. I prayed the prayer of faith. I believe I received. When I, that, we said amen, that settled it. That's when I started believing. That's the end of my prayer. I thank you that it's mine. I thank you that it's mine then I act just like it's true. You know, if, I, if I'm, I'm believing for my healing and I'm aching all over and I'm hurting and pray the prayer of faith, we get through praying the prayer of faith and I go crawl up in the bed, well, something ain't right. I'm not acting like I'm healed. Not at 12 o'clock in the daytime. One of the kids was laying on the couch one day and uh, somebody there and said, what's wrong, son? It's 10, 11 o'clock. And uh, I reached over and felt of him. He read as a depot stove, you know, his head just, I mean, he was hot, you know. And uh, so uh, we prayed about it. Looked like he got hotter to me. 
How many of you ever run into that? But I ain't moved by the hot. Hot ain't going to move me. You know, Satan said he's got a good mind, but it'll, he's going to run his mind, his fever. Well, that ain't got, God heals minds. Do you know that? It's according to what you're willing to believe. Blessed be God, according to the word of God, we prayed, we believed God, that settled it. I come back through in about a few minutes and he's still laying on the couch. What are you doing on the couch? Aren't you healed? He said, I sure am. I said, what would you be doing if you healed? He said, I'd be playing basketball. Hook him up, son. He got out there and he told me later, he said, that basketball felt like a medicine ball. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I just could get it up, you know. First thing you know, he's going to town. How come? He acted on that. He's acting just like he's healed. Now, if you're just going to make action, if you're just going to act on something, just act, just make an act, that won't work. You know, if I'm just, you know, a lot of folks I've heard them say, well, do something, you know, do something, wiggle something, just do something. If you do it wrong, just do something, you know. Wiggle your finger, do something. No, I'm not saying that. I'm talking about act on God's Word. God's Word said we're healed. If you're healed, let's act like it. See, if you don't watch, you can get into this thing. You know, yeah, I know the Word, but you know, and I'm waiting on it to take effect. I come in one day and... Uh, lady up the hospital needed some blood, and I got a, I got a rare type blood. I don't know what kind it is. I never, I don't even know what kind it is. It's, it ain't too many folks around here got some of. It. They don't know it's the blood of God, but you know, they, <laughs> they talking about over in the natural, some kind of natural blood, negative something of. I don't know what it is. B or something. I don't know. Anyway, this lady needs some blood, and I went up there and give. And Daddy used to give blood when I was a kid. He'd give this blood to this woman, and he was the only one around here who had this kind of blood, him and her. And, and man, they sometimes have to get a quart, and sometimes they'd have to get more than that. She was dying. They were just eating it up, and couldn't get this blood. Now you can send off somewhere and get blood different places, blood banks. You couldn't back when I was a kid. And he'd come in, he'd be weak. You know, and he'd, he'd you know, and they'd give him wine to drink. I, I got to figuring. About the only reason you want to give blood where you can get you some of that wine, you know. That's what I got to figuring it out, you know. But they was feeding him that wine, you know, a quarter or two of it, you know, every day, you know. And uh, he didn't mind if they, you know, they'd call them, see if they need some, you know. You need some blood. <laughs> no, well, I give, I give some blood up there. And, you know, and I, I'd gotten, I was kind of thinking about that. I was kind of weak, you know. I don't know. I, was kinda, I didn't sleep much that night. Anyway, and I got up, I was kind of weak. I kind of feel, you know, my knee's kind of weak, you know. They wanted to give me a Coke, and I don't drink Coke, you know. And I was kind of weak, and I, I got home, and I went, I told my wife when I come in, I said, I'm weak. I'm weak. And I went and got in the bed. She come in there, and she said, the Bible said, let the weak say I'm strong. And I done been preaching on that that Sunday before. Now what you gonna do? She said, I'm gonna tell everybody in the church you laid up and talking. I'm weak. I'm gonna tell I said, I'm getting up. Lift me up. Hallelujah. Lift me up from there. You know, right now. You know, let me out of here. Now, don't tell it, you know. Bad enough, but don't tell it, you know. Praise God. Yeah, I knew better than that. See, you can know some of these things, but you still need to act on them. You know, I heard Kenneth Hagin say, 
that, that uh, back about two years ago, that sickness come up on him, and he, he, you know, he started confessing the word and believing God, and, and he prayed for prayer of faith, and he'd go back to bed, and he'd get up, and he's hurting again. Said he got to hurting so bad. Said he went, started to call Dr. Hunnaker, uh, one of the board members. Said, I hadn't used a doctor since I was 17 years old, and 50 years I hadn't used a doctor. Now he said, I, I said, well, uh, man, I'm hurting so bad, I'm just going to call Dr. Hunter. I'm hurting. You know, a fellow get to hurting, he'll do a lot of things. What are you going to believe? And he said, well, before he did, said, you know, I went in there and I, I said, Lord. He said he went before the Lord and said, Lord, said, I know, I know, uh, you didn't miss it, I, but where did I miss it? Where did I miss it at? He said, you didn't call those things that be not as though they were. He said, you didn't call yourself healed. He said, Lord, forgive me. I call this, I call this healing well. I call this body well right now. I'm claiming it's healed right now in Jesus' name. And he said, just like stabbed his finger, that sickness left him. See? He's exercised himself in faith. But see, don't think just because you've heard some of this that some of these thoughts, well, I'm going to go to the doctor. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do something else. It'll come to anybody. Amen? Amen? Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. All right, we know that the prayer of faith will work for us personally and it'll work for us every time. When can I pray the prayer of faith for others? When can I pray the prayer of faith and get it to work for somebody else? You can pray the prayer of faith when someone's young in the Lord. You can pray for those that's young in your family. Uh, God, you know, God wants us to grow up in some things. And you, as long as a person's young in your family, you can pray the prayer of faith for him. And when a Christian's young, you can get some things happening over there for him when, as long as he's young in the Lord. But let me tell you something first about when you're going to pray for somebody else. You better first get the prayer of faith working for yourself. I've heard folks say, well, I can pray for someone else and get them healed, but I can't get my healing. Don't tell me that. You need to tell me that. That won't work. Nobody knows that won't work. If you can't pray it for your own self, how are you going to pray it for somebody else? Are you listening to me? You say, well, they got healed. That might have been just the mercy of God. Now, that might have been the way that worked. God's still merciful. How many of you know God's still merciful? Praise God. All right, you can pray the prayer of faith for those in your family while they are still young in the Lord. Not just young in age, but young in the Lord. See, um, if they're young in the Lord, you can get some things handled over in that area. Not only while they're children. Praise God. You know, God wants us to grow up spiritually just like he wants you to let your children grow up physically and mentally. You know that? He wants you to let them grow up. Let them grow up. Uh, you know, how many of you know, I don't encourage you to call me when you need prayer for healing. I don't encourage a lot of that, but let me tell you something. I am here if you need me. You know that. Every one of you know that. But I encourage you to believe on your own. 
See, I'm liable to be on the back side of the 40 somewhere and you call and need help right now and, and you know if you can't get a hold of me, what are you going to do? Faith will work for you every single time and you don't need me or nobody else. See, and if you grow up in this thing, you can get it working for you. I'll tell you what, if you live in this world every now and then, emergencies liable to come up and you need to know how to pray and need to be able to stand. God wants you to grow up. Grow up, grow up, grow up, not be babies all the time. You know, when I was running the grocery store, there's a fellow used to trade with me all the time, and he was an old man, and he married this young girl. I mean, real young, teenage girl. He was an old fellow, you know, but he never would let her grow up. You know, she, she, he married her when she wasn't, must not have been over 13, 14 years old, and he was way on up in age, you know. I mean, one of them old-timey country marriages, you know. What they call him? And, and, you know, she'd come in the store, and, you know, first thing she'd do, she'd look at the sale paper, and then she'd go right to Johnny Fair Syrup. I don't know why. Johnny Fair Syrup. Uh, I like Johnny Fair Syrup. Johnny Fair Syrup on sale. Johnny Fair, I know where Johnny Fair Syrup at on the shelf. You know, I know I like Johnny Fair Syrup. I like it with biscuits. I like butter and biscuits. And Johnny Fair Syrup. Let's get a bunch of Johnny Fair Syrup. And she'd say this over and over and over. He never let her grow up. He never let her grow up. It wasn't nothing wrong. She wasn't mentally nothing like that, but she wasn't ever mentally developed because he kept her a baby all the time. You know, he babied her, and he'd push the buggy around, you know, and she'd just pick up whatever she wanted. And I guarantee you, when they got to Johnny Fair Syrup, she'd get her about a half, half a dozen, half a gallons every time. You know, I like Johnny Fair Syrup. She'd, I, every time I'd see her come in, I'd say, I got some Johnny Fair Syrup today, you know, to get her kicked off talking that, you know. <laughs> you know, she'd talk at Johnny Fair Serp, and it tickled me and everybody else, you know. But it was, the man never would let it grow up. And it's the same way. We need to let our children grow up, but God wants us to grow up. Let's just don't provide everything. Let's, let's put the word out there and let people get a hold of this word. I'm going to tell you something. When you're growing up, sometimes you fall on your face. Sometimes you get your nose skinned. Sometimes your knees get skinned. And sometimes you fail. And I'll tell you something. This thing ain't just all a bed of roses. Every now and then you ain't going to make it just right. And you're going to have to have some help. Well, call someone then. Call someone and get you some help. But don't ever di get discouraged. Don't never quit putting your best foot forward. Don't never, don't ever quit. If you ever quit, if you ever quit, you, it's hard to ever get back to where you was to start with. Praise the Lord. Praise God. What time is it? Well, another eye won't hurt y'all. Praise the Lord. You know, Jesus preached three days one day. I know he did. He fed them when he got through. We've got a little cookie too bad. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Art, when can I pray this prayer of faith for others? When, now listen close to me, when they're in your immediate family and they're young in the Lord, you can pray for them. Praise God. Use these prayers that's available to you. Use them, use them, use them. Faith will work for you. It'll work for you. When can I pray this prayer of faith for others? That's not in my family. When they are bona fide baby Christians. I mean bona fide, got the credentials. That don't mean they're 40-year-old, you know, Got a 40-year-old and got a pair of diapers on. 
in the Lord. Been, I've been saved and filled with the Holy Ghost 50 years. Well, what you got on now? Oh, I got them pampers on. No. No. That, that, that won't, you can't pray for that boy. Now, if he's a bona fide baby Christian, young in the Lord, and does not know some things, has not had the opportunity to sit under the Word of God, then you can pray the prayer of faith for him. Are you hearing me? See, we miss out on the blessings of God by not knowing we can do those things. Well, let's try to get him to believe something. Man, he ain't going to believe nothing. What do you think he's going to believe? Yeah, well, give him these confessions. Him, confess them a hundred miles an hour. He don't know what you're talking about. He don't know what you're talking about. Confession is for the believer to stay built up in the Word of God that he can pray the prayer of faith for somebody else. Are you listening to me? Praise God. A lot of people don't know what, what they're talking about when, when they're trying to get people to pray the prayer of faith. I know one time, Lady in a wheelchair. Think about this one lady. Uh, she's young in the Lord as far as teaching. She had not had an opportunity to hear any word. She didn't know it was anything else. Everybody said the church that we go to is, is the best church in this town and we teach more word than anybody else. Well, actually, the church she went to just perpetuated baby Christians because all they preached was salvation. They didn't preach anything past salvation. You can get saved and go to heaven. They didn't even preach eternal life. That you could have eternal life now, you have to wait and you go to heaven, you got eternal life, you know. So, it did, see, she didn't know any teaching. Well, we took our faith and believed God for her, and she got out of a wheelchair. We got her healed. We got her healed out of a wheelchair. I, I prayed for that woman, laid hands on her. She told me, said, if you'll come anoint me with oil and pray over me one of these days, the Lord will heal me. Well, that's where, that's where her faith was. I come over there and I said, no, I'm not going to pray that way. I'm going to pray one way. I'm going to pray because you called and now I'm going to lay hands on you and God's going to heal you right now. I ain't settling for nothing else right now. And I laid hands on that woman and she didn't do nothing. And I picked her up. She didn't weigh much anyway. And I picked her up and I said, walk in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, move them feet. Her legs was like she couldn't move her feet. I mean, it was, it was just a pitiful thing. The same thing that Lou Gehrig had. I don't know what the name of the disease was. That's what she had, her muscles deteriorate. Anyway, I said, move in Jesus' name. Walk in Jesus' name. And I just, I just took her like that and started walking. In a minute, once she moved one of them feet. In a minute, she moved another foot. In a minute, she moved another foot. In a minute, I said, now run. You ought to have seen that woman. She's in a wheelchair running around and around that, and that house. Around and around that house. I said, jump up and down. Man, she's having a fit. But how come this? Because we exercised our faith for her because she was young in the Lord. Are you hearing me? I know another old sister. She, she is an old, you know, old saint, but young in teaching and had not had the opportunity to hear good teaching. We caused our faith to work for her and, and got her out of a wheelchair. Got her out of a wheelchair. So I know you can use your faith to do that. If they're young in the Lord. Now, if they've had the opportunity to hear the word and they rejected it, then you've got another thing on your hand. So you've got something else on your hand. So you need to be real careful where you're at. But know this, that you can get your faith to work for somebody else. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. 
I know one dear old sister, fine old saint, maybe help pray me in. I don't know, pray me in the king, fine old saint. I know one time her back was messed up. I went over there, I'm going to tell you something. It took me better than two hours to get her healed. I pr I'm telling you the truth. I like not got that woman healed, I'm telling you. And I know that God wanted her healed, but it kept pumping the word, pumping the word. She, I couldn't use my faith for her. She was older than the Lord. She had, had the opportunity uh, to, to have got into the Word in some area and didn't do it. See, now you've got another thing on your hands there now, hadn't you? We've got a Christian that could have got into this and could have and should have got into the Word and got a hold of this for herself, but didn't. Now I've got to try to get her healed. Now how am I going to do it? Am I going to get it with my faith? No, she's not a bona fide baby Christian, is she? She could have already got into this and been getting her healing for herself and helping somebody else. Are you listening to me? Praise God. Well, thank God for the mercy of God. We got her healed, you know, and I left her scriptures and I had her, you know, believing some word on, on, along that line, you know. But I tell you what, you, I don't care who you use your faith for and get them healed. If you don't get them into the word of God, they're not going to keep it. If they don't get into the Word of God and get some teaching, they're not going to keep it. Kind of like Jesus went and told old boy one time, said, now you go sin no more unless something worse comes on you, boy. And you better get into something. You better get a hold of some words. You better get in church. You better find out some of this stuff. Praise the Lord. Turn with me to uh, the fifth chapter of James. James, the fifth chapter, look in the 13th verse. Fifth chapter, James, 13th verse, said, Is any among you afflicted? Any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Let him do his own praying. If you afflicted, just pray yourself. All right, it says, any Mary, let him sing songs. 14th verse said, Is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up, and if he's committed any sins, they shall be forgiven him. All right, most people labor under the assumption that when this man calls for the elders of the church, he's going to... He's going to have to believe something. The man laying there sick is going to have to believe something. He's going to have to exercise his faith. He's going to have to do something over here or he can't get healed. Well, this is wrong. Now, you listen close to me. This prayer of anointing with all is for a baby Christian. It needs to be taught. We got baby Christians in the Lord that's trying to exercise their faith and they don't have enough faith to believe nothing. Are you hearing me? And we've let the babies get sick and scared and devil run roughshod over them. Steal their healing, steal their faith and everything else because they hadn't had some of this stuff. Look, that old boy laying there sick, he ain't, man, he ain't able to do nothing. If he could pray the prayer of faith, he wouldn't be there. Don't try to get him to believe something. He's exercised his faith by calling for the elders of the church. His faith has been exercised right there. 
He is a baby Christian. Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him the prayer of faith. Let the elders. That's why you ain't got no business going to a church that the elders don't believe something and, and stay full of the word of God and can pray the prayer of faith for their own self. Are you listening to me? Praise God. To read you a translation here. New American Standard said the prayer offered in faith. Well, who's offering this prayer of faith? It ain't the boy sick, is it? If it was, he'd have done prayed it and got out of bed, wouldn't he? New, uh, translators New Testament said, if those who pray also have faith, those that pray also have faith, those that's doing the prayer. Beck says, is anyone, is anyone of you sick? Call for the elders of the church to pray over you pouring all, all on him in the name of the Lord. And if you believe, your prayer will make the sick person well. Your prayer will make the sick person well. Now see, now that puts some load over on somebody as elders in the church. You better be believing something. See, we're talking about a church of the Lord Jesus Christ that when they are called, they are full of the Word of God, full of the Holy Ghost and power, ready to pray. We're not talking about someone, well, I don't know if that'll work or not. I know this one lady. She uh, found a lump in her breast. And she had been saved long years, been filled with the Holy Ghost 20-something years and had been in some teaching, Brother Hagin's faith teaching, heard Copeland, a bunch of these people teaching faith. She had in her mind, and she wanted the church that she was going to, to get involved in healing, which they didn't want to get involved in healing. They didn't believe in it. So she found this lump in her breast, and she called for the elders of the church which don't believe in healing and don't want to get involved in healing, but she's going to force them to pray the prayer of faith over. Well, now, this what do you think happened? She had to go get operated on. Thank God it wasn't malignant. You know, that's all I can say. But let me tell you something. Don't try to push your beliefs off on somebody else and don't try to force something that's not there. Are you hearing me? Well, we, you know, it's there and we'll do this and if we'll just do that. No, you've got to have an elder that's believing the Word of God, one that knows the Word of God without a shadow of doubt and can pray the prayer of faith for himself. Praise God. All right, when this man calls for the elders of the church, most of the time he's bedridden, fellow. You know, if you can get up and come to church, come up, you come to church and get your healing. Are you hearing me? That's a step of faith right there. I'm coming to get my healing. You know, when, when they, Jesus prayed for those under his ministry, it said they besought him. They come beseeching him. They come looking for him. Are you hearing me? Multitudes come following him. They come looking for him. That's a step of faith there, people. Do you hear me? Praise the name of the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. See, we know that the sick person 
When he calls for the elders of the church, he has exercised his faith. He's exercised his faith. Praise the Lord. See, he trusts in their faith and in their prayer. He's trusting in the elders' prayer. And there's nothing wrong with that. But he should do that. He should do that. You, if you go into a church, you don't trust the elders in the church, you ain't got no business going there. Are you hearing me? Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. All right. This fellow laying there is going to be anointed with oil. He's still moved by his feelings. He can see the elder. He can feel the oil running down on him. He can hear the prayer being offered. See, he's still moved out here in the physical realm, but that's all right. That's all right. God still wants him healed. Are you hearing me? All our job is to pray the prayer of faith and stand for it, praise God, and he'll be healed every time, as long as he's a bona fide Christian. All right, when can our faith work for us? When they're in our family and when they're young, when can we get pray the prayer of faith for those outside of family? When they are bona fide Christians. I mean, baby Christians, bona fide. They better be bona fide Christians too. That'll help too. When they're bona fide baby Christians. Praise the Lord. You know, Hebrews 11, 1 said, Now faith is faith is substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Well, that fellow calling for the elders of the church, he can't operate on, on in that ram over there in the not unseen ram. He sees that elder come. He hears him pray. He trusts his prayer. Praise God. While he's young in the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise God. All right, let me say this before we end this up. Don't ever be intimidated by the devil and not call when you need help. Don't ever be intimidated. A lot of folks say, well, they'll find out right quick. I ain't got the faith I thought I had. Well, bunk and baloney. So what? Who are you trying to please anyway? Just who, what difference does it make? If they're walking in the love of Almighty God, they don't care what stage of growth you're in. They don't care if you're A or you're Z. Blessed be God, they, they're willing to pray with you and believe with you right where you're at. Praise God. You understand that? Don't ever get intimidated and say, well, I know, but I'm supposed to be a leader in church. I've been here 20 years. I've been here. Man, recognize where your faith is and operate right there. Get your healing at all costs. Get the blessings of God. If you can't believe financially, get someone believing with you on the thing. Hallelujah. And go from there. Go from there. Don't just have to do it all the rest of your life. I see people in prayer lines that I've been in, in this seven, eight years, and every time I see a prayer line, they're in it. Told my wife one day, I said, you see that lady right there? I believe they had a soup line. She'd get in it. She gets in every line I've seen. Every one I've ever seen, she'd get in a line with it. Why? Because she doesn't grow. God wants you to grow. Wants you to get off the soup. Amen? Get on that good cornbread and feed. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right, caution. You caution young Christians. Now listen to me. You caution young Christians that you can't carry them forever. Now you tell them flat out, look here, I'm going to get you healed this time. And in Jesus' name, I'm going to pray the prayer of faith for you. I'm going to get you healed. I'm going to pray with you and believe with you about your financial needs and get them met. I'm going to do that this time, but I can't do that forever now. 
I'm going to tell you on the front now. I'm going to be honest with you. See? You know, I, I, I was thinking about sometimes you see them old Indian squaws toting them papooses around on the back, you know, a little old papoose toting them around on, them, on the back. How would you like to, you know, see a little old 98-pound Indian squaw and a big Indian chief weigh 240 sitting up on top of her? Well, that's where the Christian world's been. We've been toting them big old babies around all this year. And they still squalling. Well, he hurt my feelings. Ah, he didn't come visit me. He come visit that old boy. He didn't come see me. Ah, I don't believe I'm going to come back and hear him no more. Are you listening to me? See, praise God. It is time for some of us in the church to grow up and get a hold of some of this. And get out off some of them old squalls. And quit squalling and bawling. And riding them papoose trails and all that. Amen. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, glory. Glory. Stand up on your feet.